for almost like years, I was uh, I was sitting around building these small little applications for for customers. We were an agency first, right? Uh, and I was thinking like, how can I come up with a great new idea? It turns out actually uh, you can found or create meaningful, uh, meaningful and valuable companies even without having that great moment of, uh, of genius. Before we dive in today's episode, I have some exciting news I need to share. If you're a business owner or professional or entrepreneur looking to skyrocket your growth through podcast creation, video production, or public relations support, we've got you covered. Connect with our team at GrowthStack Media. We're here to help you grow faster and more affordably. Visit growthstackmedia.com today to book a free consultation or reach out through our contact details in the show description. We can't wait to help you make your business even more badass. All right, everyone. Welcome to a brand new episode of Badasses in Tech. Today, I'm joined by Michael Kumlotner, a serial founder and CEO of Software as a Service Companies. He heads up two organizations, Walls.io and SWAT.io, and is an angel investor for a handful of other SaaS companies around the globe. Because of Mike's dedication to helping entrepreneurs in tech grow, we are very lucky to have him on our show. So let's get right into it. Michael, welcome. Thanks a lot, Summer, for the, for the kind introduction and uh, hello to, to all the current and future badasses out there. I'm, I'm honored to be here on the call and hopefully we can kick some ass together. <laughs> oh, I love that energy. That's, that's what we're here for. Michael, let's talk a little bit about what do you think got you started you know, in, in such a, an impressive and very, if I could just kind of go on a limb here, very challenging career path. Yeah, sure. Let's uh, let's go a little bit back in in, in memory lane. Uh, so uh, actually, actually, uh, I didn't have like this super super planned or strategic approach to to becoming an entrepreneur and to to founding companies. Uh, a lot of what has happened in the last fifteen years, I would say, was almost like uh, accidental or at least uh, like organic. Sure. Um. um I, I used to be a software developer originally, so uh, I was working. I was working on classical web development project, projects for a very long time. And uh, what really sparked, uh, initially sparked my my taste or my my interest in building my own companies was uh, back in two thousand eight. So that's like really long ago. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm that old. Uh, when uh, when uh, when Facebook uh, actually uh, launched their first uh, API, their first application programming interface, which uh, Allowed allowed uh, developers like me to to plug uh, our little little applications into the huge Facebook platform, and this is where I got the initial spark of hey, I can actually build something a little bit uh, uh, more uh, more popular, not just little websites I have to promote with money or whatever. I can tap into that social media platforms and and build something meaningful. So that, I think that was really the first uh, the first point in time where I thought like yeah, I, I can actually build my own business. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And I think what you're you're hitting on is this recognition of something that's already established or maybe at the time something that was taking off. And instead of going out and, like you said, making something completely net new, you built something that already had a, a great foundation. So can, can you talk a little bit about that decision process? 
uh, for some of the, yeah. the entrepreneurs out there now. And I'm, I'm bringing this up because, you know, it, it seems like today there are so many options, so many tools, so many platforms, especially from a social perspective. And I, I could imagine there's almost maybe a little bit of a, of a flip side to what you went through in terms of, okay, Facebook, you know, that's an easy bet. So today, you know, there's, it's almost like option paralysis. So what, what are some of the experiences you can share? Look, I will try to answer the first part of your question because yeah. I think you really hit a, a great point here, uh, how to actually come up with a specific idea on what your company, your software company, your startup actually should be doing. Because I can imagine, or at least it was for me, the case that for almost like years I was uh, I was sitting around building these small little applications for for customers. We were an agency first, right? Uh, and I was thinking like, how can I come up with a great new innovative idea? It, it turns out actually uh, you can found or create meaningful uh, meaningful and valuable companies even without having that great moment of uh, of genius where you like come up with some completely new like you just uh, suggested so so what i did uh, when i decided to come uh, to to uh, to to quit my day job and actually try my own thing i was at this point i didn't really know what to do so what the, i did the next best, best thing and i think that is creating an agency that can be a marketing agency or a communications agency or in my case it was a little tiny software agency and from working for customers and learning from actual customer needs, that was when uh, me and my team actually create, slowly created the ideas for the products that would later become my companies, Swat.io and Wazio. So there was never this big one moment where we had like the great big idea, but it was a slow process in learning, uh, learning from customer needs and then developing iteratively uh, our product ideas uh, from that. So maybe that uh, I would hope that is helpful for some aspiring founders who are still looking for that great big idea don't keep looking and just uh, start working for customers and the ideas will come eventually that's a great piece of advice and again kind of going back to the option paralysis the decision overload you know to your point there is so much to consider and to think about and and maybe what you're suggesting is start small or if you have an idea, test it with some of those customers, but do your best to prioritize speed, getting it out into the world over having it, having whatever it is on every single channel. So, yeah, what what are your yeah. thoughts there? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, about the, the option paralysis, to be honest, that's a little bit harder uh, to answer or give good yeah. advice on because, frankly... Uh, there is some level or some 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 uh, some level of luck involved here to to pick the right choices at the right point in time. I guess I was uh, intuitively, but or, or just lucky uh, picking social media when it was really super brand new. Uh, but if I'm honest with myself or with with our listeners, it could have gone the wrong way. Like uh, these days, you could have bet everything on Web three and crypto. Turns out one or two years later, that area is not so hot anymore. Maybe even similar with VR, AR, one or two years, super hot. Nowadays, everything about AI. So there is a level of luck here, uh, a need for luck here as well. But uh, uh, as you said, uh, maybe that's also like uh, connected to the way uh, you create your company, whether you're looking for funding or uh, going the bootstrapping way, which I did. Uh, 
In this case, of course, it makes absolutely sense to do small steps, iteratively build something, see if you can actually get someone to pay for it, then move on from then. Again, not like uh, planning out the whole thing in advance, but uh, but basically learning by doing and going uh, going step by step. Because that way, we'll never invest too much into one direction, which might turn out to 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 be the wrong one. Yeah, no, I I think that that's very validating and and reassuring. And I, you mentioned this this journey that you took, the idea that you had to compare to what is now today it didn't just happen overnight it it was a slow process can you highlight some of those maybe steps or some of the like key milestones that is part of the journey especially from that bootstrap that bootstrapping perspective uh so yeah um Again, I would like to go a little bit back in history. So like yeah. I said, we originally started out to be a software agency. So we saw that the social media space is hot uh, and that companies start start to look for, for developers who can accommodate for that, who can build apps on Facebook and other platforms. That was super, super early. Um, again, no big idea, but let's start an agency and let's try to, like, to milk the cow while it was really like a very good area to be in. Um, and then we moved, and that took, yeah, it took like two or three years uh, of agency work to really, really uh, discover these product ideas. And of course, that was the first uh, really subliminal point on deciding: is this just a little side project uh, that we are doing, and maybe it will get us some money later on, or do we want to go all in immediately and uh, do nothing else? Or which is the the path that I took? Uh, uh, was which was a path of like slower, slower uh, transition. So, so uh, I'll be honest, uh, and and I think many people are like that. I'm not super. Uh, I'm a bit risk averse. So, so it was not easy to say like, okay, let's just scratch the agency business, which was uh, paying all our bills uh, uh, immediately. But uh, instead, I said like, okay, let's slowly phase out agency projects, agency revenue, while hopefully being able to ramp up the SaaS, the product revenue at the same time. Um, for me, that turned out just fine, and I know I'm like lucky uh, about that or blessed about uh, about that. I think it also goes wrong uh, sometimes, um, but it was a very smooth transition uh, uh, that way. And uh, yeah, for me, it was the right uh, the right choice to do it like that. So that was definitely one of the big moments when we decided, okay. This is going to be a product, and we are allocating resources to that product. Swadio, by the way, that's the, that's the first company, the bigger product uh, or the more mature product. Uh, we made the decision, and like said, okay, um, to really build the product, we have to make a decision. We have to say, like, okay, one or two developers. We are moving from the agency onto product business. Otherwise, uh, there there is no progress. So you need to make this. Uh, you can't make it super smooth. The the transition. At one point, of course, you have to be uh, jumping into the cold water and allocate resources to the new thing, uh, to to the product, uh, to the product business. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that was one crucial point, like this transition from uh, agency business to, to product business. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm sure from that, you said it took you maybe two years or so, you established some sort of confidence within the the service or the product or that there was something there but also within yourself i'm sure that oh we we really hit the jackpot here and i think what you're what you're hitting on is is an important 
maybe milestone for listeners out there is if you're feeling you can almost feel the momentum when something is working out. And when you feel that, take take a, a minute to pause, reflect, ma- think about some of the options. Think about what what are the decisions that we need to make from here and allow yourself to grow. I, I'm sure in, in your opinion, maybe in your experience, the the oh, I don't have enough resources or I personally, I, I'm, I'm more of a software, more of a technical kind of mind. I, I really don't feel comfortable in the business stuff. Like we almost have a tendency to stifle ourselves and, and the growth of others. So I, I just, I want to kind of highlight that point in terms of the importance of really taking a step back and, and reflecting. So again, you're hitting a lot of good points. Here, I think the keyword that you mentioned uh, that that, that uh, uh, lights me up or that makes click for me it was confidence. Uh, and to be honest, uh, uh, looking back, I mean, uh, yeah, I was a first time founder. Sometimes I called myself an accidental founder because again, there was no big uh, strategy or plan. So you were right, uh, taking that step back and and uh, and and doing everything to gain that confidence uh, is super important. You also mentioned, uh, rightly mentioned, that it took quite a few years, this journey, like agency. And then it took me again one or two years to transition from agency to product. Uh, I'm not complaining. Uh, again, I'm super lucky that it worked out just, not just one time, but two times because we are running two companies now. So I should really not complain. And I don't. Uh, but of course, sometimes I wonder uh, uh, some of these transitions could have happened faster if I had more confidence in myself, in my team, in the product uh, as well. Uh, and how to get that? I think that's probably the most uh, difficult uh, question to answer. What uh, what I think I mostly lacked back then was mm, a sounding board, a good support network uh, of people who have done it already uh, or are doing it already. So I think uh, that's 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 the only advice I can give for someone who is maybe fighting these uh, this issues, these confidence uh, issues or these uh, imposter syndromes, can I create a real company? Um, uh, is, is to have a sounding board, to have uh, a network of people who are founders, who have been through similar uh, situations and similar decisions and who can give you some assurance. Uh, at least for me, that would have been uh, uh, very helpful. Of course, there's also different types of personalities. There's the, the, the typical uh, startup founder who is like boasting, full of uh, confidence, who can sell everything, who can uh, raise millions of money uh, with a PowerPoint slide deck. If you are that kind of person, then don't, don't listen to my advice. I'm not, uh, but I think a lot of people are, are not that person and uh, hopefully they can uh, relate a little bit to what I, what I said. Absolutely. No, I, I appreciate that. And and so that you've mentioned was the first two years. What would you say was the next step or the next kind of milestone or moment in time that you recognized, okay, this is now, again, taking things up a notch? Yeah. So uh, again, it was, a, it was a process, relatively slow process. So we started with the first product, Swat.io which is a social media management tools, tool. Uh, for those who are, for those listeners who are into to online marketing or marketing in general, uh, it's a typical platform that allows social media marketers to do all the day-to-day work on social media platforms like community management, content planning, uh, analytics, all that things that uh, 
that uh, need to be done in an efficient way, especially once your brand, your company grows and you have multiple channels to manage. That's where you're using a tool like uh, like Swan.io. So that was the first uh, the first product, and we were running that uh, with slow but modest modest success. Uh, I mean, I remember uh, back then we were thinking like mm, maybe if we can tw- if we can get twenty five customers, that would be so great. Then uh, then we had a sustainable business, and then it was like an almost limited vision for what we could be. And then maybe that's another uh, another uh, learning uh, that uh, it's sometimes dangerous or easy to limit limit the vision, uh, your vision. In fact, we now have like six or 700 customers. So you can see that it's, all, it's almost ridiculous to look back at the discussions that we had uh, back then. Now, uh, uh, Swanner was growing, was slowly uh, growing and, uh, and then, then something happened. Uh, something happened again. Uh, without big planning or uh, uh, I, I uh, again, accidentally, I'm using air quotes here. We came, me and my team, we came up with a second product idea. <clears throat> and I found that so exciting that I, I couldn't help myself but uh, build uh, a second product. This, yeah, yeah uh, uh, there's this, uh, I'm not sure there's this uh, saying, or I think there's even a, a book about startups. Uh, I forgot the author. I think the title of the book is uh, Once You're Lucky, Twice You're Good. Uh, which I think is a catchy title, but I, I, I kind of rephrased that uh, the, to myself in being in like <clears throat> once you're lucky, twice you're stupid, because because sometimes it felt quite stupid uh, to to not just build one but two products in parallel. Hey everyone, hope you're enjoying the episode so far. If you haven't already, why don't you take a second to click follow or subscribe on the platform you're tuning into so that you won't miss a second of Badasses in Tech. Also, if you're really loving what you're hearing today, why don't you drop us a five-star review or leave us a positive comment as it really helps the podcast grow and helps us continue doing what we're doing, which is helping people become a badass. Well, a long story short, the second product became became Walls.io. This is the second company, the one I'm running currently uh, full-time as a CEO. It's also a B2B SaaS. It's also bootstrapped. Uh, and it's also in social media marketing, so I stick to my uh, to my core to my core com- uh, yeah, core core skills or, or core area. Uh, other than Swadio, uh, it is focusing focusing on the topic of user generated content. It's a platform that allows marketers to to uh, collect social media content around a certain brand, topic, and event, and then utilize this content for their marketing goals, either by putting it on their websites, on their mobile apps, or on TV screens, wherever you want to use authentic community-generated content to drive your, your marketing goals. So that's the second company. Uh, again, was created or uh, yeah, created the second product because it wasn't a company back then. Um, and then for a few, for a few years, I, I kind of ran both products within the under the same uh, uh, um, company uh, umbrella company or, or the same, same the same legal entity and uh, in hindsight uh, uh, for too long because uh, again I was too hesitant maybe is this a side project will this be a real company and uh, it always seemed easier to just just keep it in one in one legal entity it took me again a few years to realize that actually it, there's a lot of reasons to to spin both products out into their own uh, 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 into their own companies, which then I did, and I guess that was the the next big uh, 
milestone, uh, like basically accepting or or, or 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 granting both products their own independent life as companies, making sure making sure that they both have their dedicated teams, uh, because that's also important for for uh, for how team members identify with uh, with their employer, with their company. They need to rally around one cause, and it was always kind of confusing to have two products in one company. So that was the next big thing, like separating the two companies, having separate teams, and letting both companies, both products, find their own unique uh, way how how did you go about your prioritization? And again, kind of going back to this, you know, uh, this decision tree or the formula of decision making, especially as you are this bootstrapping uh, founder and, and and resources are limited as it is. So can you talk a little bit about the prioritization component of of all of this? Mm hmm. Yeah, um, happy to do so. So, it, I, I guess it's always hard uh, uh, to to yeah to create nothing, a company from nothing from scratch, and I think it's even more challenging sometimes uh, when bootstrapping. So you don't get any outside funding, but you basically have to to finance uh, every little uh, little steps forward, every little step of growth, uh, yeah, from your from your own uh, cash flow, really. Uh, to be honest, uh, prioritization and, and finding the right steps was a lot of uh, learning by doing, doing my fair share of mistakes. Uh, uh, but basically, like uh, uh, I think the key part was investing back really everything that the business, uh, uh, every every little bit of profit that the business was able to to generate immediately investing back as soon as it was possible, uh, hire that next person. Regarding the decision, what is the, the next important role? That's always super, super tricky because we started out to being a, a team of it's only software developers, like purely technical people. Uh, um, obviously, there's something missing here. Uh, somebody has to market and sell a product. So you might start out with that uh, romantic idea, build it and they will come. Uh, unfortunately, that's never true or almost never. No, I think it's never true, right? Uh, so uh, then you got to make these hard decisions or decisions of priority. What is actually the the next uh, more important uh, hire you can do, the next more VP or team lead, however you want to call it. And I think that, yeah, the, the real prioritization depends a lot on your company and, and what's your go-to market. So for example, for Swatter, we were looking at the, at the direct sales model, a very high touch sales model where we would like to do demos, explain the product to customers. We had to do education even back then because social media was pretty new. So it was clear that we need, uh, we need people to talk to customers and that meant uh, building a sales team or at least uh, getting that one first uh, sales manager who later became my first uh, head of sales. So that was the way uh, I prioritized it, looking at what is to really the what's the absolute most important role uh, required to grow to the next level so that I can afford the next uh, the next position the next role with Walzer it was a bit different because we uh, uh, we we favored uh, uh, today you would say product led growth model uh, so that meant self service people coming to our website and buying the product on their own after a free trial for this model it made it made sense to prioritize more the the marketing side of things so we hired an online marketer uh, uh, and then only later we hired salespeople so that defines the priority or the the, the sequence where which we uh, or i hired uh, hired um, uh, roles into the companies 
Mm. Yeah. So how did you learn? Again, you mentioned you have a technical kind of engineering background. What you're describing is, you know, the whole kind of holistic view of a business. You're, you mentioned sales. You mentioned marketing. You mentioned hiring. So how how did you kind of go outside of your, let's call it comfort zone to learn, okay, this, I, I need to, I need to capture this piece or this is the marketing piece of the puzzle is missing. Like, how did you know and how did you learn things that you didn't already have an idea about? Well, uh, it's not so much uh, how did I learn it. Of course, uh, the first step is to realize that you need these functions in, in in any in any software company, and then it's basically just not being afraid to to try something new and uh, and to fail. You're right. I, I introduced myself as a software developer. I wouldn't have used the term software engineer because that sounds a bit more sof sophisticated and professional. I was I was uh, lucky enough to I'm lucky enough to in the end, call, can call myself a uh, universalist, like a uh, jack of all trades, uh, not, the, not doing really it. And I think that's a very, that's a very beneficial uh, uh, attribute for, for anybody founding a business, especially if you're a solo founder like me, then I think it's an absolute class bootstrapping. I think then it's an absolute requirement. Uh, if for whatever reason you are aspiring to found, uh, to run a, a greater company and you would not consider yourself uh, flexible or willing to try out a lot of different uh, areas. Uh, then, then I think the only the only feasible way to get out of this dilemma is by having a, a team or one or two solid co-founders who can who can uh, complement your uh, your skills. Uh, I prefer to be the the, for the former type, like someone who who wants to dive into all areas. It also helps me. Uh, uh, me, of course, I realized, uh, okay, I was a software developer, then I realized I have to sell the thing, then I realized I have to do some marketing, I had to do customer support, I had to do basically everything uh, at one point. Uh, but of course, I always realized I'm probably, I don't know, not, 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 not really good at either of these, uh, these things. Uh, so I don't know, I could do a decent job, but it helped me to understand the role and it helped me to, to know what the... When once I've brought in the first professional sales manager, the first professional uh, market, uh, I, I had a good enough idea to 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 know what to look for in in these uh, in these people. And uh, so for me, it is a very key uh, uh, yeah, a key factor to to our success, to my personal success, to having been able to try a lot of areas and come to a certain level of understanding before handing over the the function to a professional. That's such a good point. And I think there's two points there. One, you know, if you are interested, like you said, uh, of pursuing this path, it's almost a requirement to get get some sort of hands-on experience in all areas of a business. And that second point that you described, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I haven't thought about it in that way. But yeah, uh, you know, very obvious if you think about it, how are you going to know what role, what the role entails or what the challenges that you might need that person to solve if you don't know kind of what that experience is? So I would say, uh, yeah, go ahead. 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, if yeah. you have uh, zero, <laughs> if you have, if you've never done it yourself, if you never tried to sell your own product, or if you've never tried to create a Google search ad for your product, how would you, uh, how would you be able to 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 find the right person to do it? How would you also be able to judge their performance? Which, of course, it's also important, right? Uh, uh, so I'm, I'm completely, I do completely agree with you. For me. It's it's really a requirement and it helps yeah. a lot and uh, yeah so yeah absolutely agree. Very cool and you know we're talking also about this kind of generalist approach this this Jack or Jane of all trades kind of persona is that would you say for those who are in the job market right now they're either transitioning or they're looking for their next thing or they're maybe feeling a little stuck right now in their in entrepreneurial pursuits, would you say that, you know, it, it's still, uh, can, it still consists to be that way? Or uh, would you say that maybe it is important to, to niche down a bit? Because I've heard, I've heard two, I've heard two perspectives on that. So uh, I, I can, since I only can speak from my my direct uh, some from from my from my experience. I think it's uh, the most promising way to be open and uh, being a, a universalist, especially especially yeah. if you are if you uh, are only starting your career, maybe in the startup world. Uh, I think I think this is a very good treat uh, treat to have. It's completely fine to to decide otherwise and to decide to go deep on your on your favorite area. If you want to become the the world's best uh, software engineer, uh, that's completely fine. Um, but it's probably not the, the right way if you uh, if you fancy founding a company, especially on your own without uh, without co-founders. So uh, I I'm pretty clear about that. In fact, uh, in fact, if I if I was if I was giving uh, like my younger self advice. Uh, if you are interested in running a company or creating your own company, and you didn't have don't don't have too much uh, job experience, maybe you just uh, finished uh, finished university. Um, I would I would say like one of the best things you can do is uh, find some sort of uh, be a be an assistant to the CEO of a startup, for example, and 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 you will be able or you will be forced, I'm afraid, to basically learn and do all kinds of tasks. Uh, uh, you will have a to dip into your toe into every into every uh, topic, you will do marketing stuff. You will learn about product uh, management. Uh, you can do it for one or two years. It will be intense, most likely, and hopefully also fairly paid, or at least uh, you should uh, you should take care for that. And it will be probably the the best. Uh, yeah, you will learn much more probably than uh, than years of uh, university. It's like a, yeah. a real world uh, a real world MBA or. Whatever. Let's call it something like that. Totally. And you, you alluded to that earlier in terms of the importance of mentorship, the importance of having the exposure and getting that that hands on experience. So, as you know, you, you mentioned a great point, uh, maybe looking for roles where the, the mentorship is very clearly, uh, you know, built into the role. What would you say are some other pieces of advice you have for finding appropriate mentors and kind of knowing the stage that that you maybe need to look for yeah so uh 
in this case, it's hard for me to speak from my experience because, uh, because uh, with one exception, I was basically mentor-free and the one mentor I had is a, a decade-long uh, friend. So it was not the real choice for me at all. So I was lucky again. Um, what you, the first thing you mentioned, of course, you can look inside the uh, inside, uh, inside, uh, employee-employer relationship. If you have a great manager, a great CEO to work for, and they are willing to take over such kind of role as a mentor, that's like a jackpot, basically. But uh, I, I, I guess it doesn't happen too often. What I would recommend is uh, to, to, to look for what, what kind of community, uh, community events or community groups are happening in your area, in your local area and in your space? I'm a real, I'm very much like, uh, focusing on, on, on in-person here. So I think uh, these, these kind of meetups, uh, startup meetups, uh, and uh, groups like that, uh, usually work best when, when in person and when they are happening regularly. And that's what I would recommend to, to connect with these like-minded groups and, uh, uh, first listen then contribute and uh, and if you do that regularly um, there's a very good chance you you might find that someone who uh, who you can uh, at one point maybe ask for uh, for for being your man so basically be out there and find the right uh, the right groups of people uh, to to uh, to connect with i mean there's uh, now great tools like uh, meetup.com where you can easily find uh, local meetups for your area of interest uh, there's of course uh, i mean uh, even in austria which uh, is not exactly known for a super uh, vivid uh, startup community, although it's getting better. Uh, and even here, there's so many startups events where you can uh, where you can sign up and agree uh, and contribute. So uh, that's that's the way to go. Yeah, no, I think that's that's a great point. Just put yourself out there, get involved in the community, find find those like-minded people, and you're also proving that it, you know it can be done without a mentor you're you're you uh have proven that two times over so i i want to mention that i did have this one uh, this one close friend who was in the sort of if he's listening to that it would be it would feel terribly wrong not to, to say like i had no mentor at all but but what i did what i did like and that's really true in the, at least in the first at least five i don't know maybe more years is this uh, group of like-minded uh, individuals who are going through the same, pardon my French, shit. And sometimes it is, it is shit, sorry. Uh, sorry to be so, so clear. It, uh, it, there, is, uh, there is hard, uh, there's lonely times, there is uh, uh, dark nights when you can't sleep because of whatever problem you are, you are working on uh, right now. And uh, starting early to create this, uh, this network of basically mostly founders, but maybe also other executives. If you're a CMO, a CPO, I think it would apply very in the very same way. I'm not just talking about founders. This, this probably works on many levels. Uh, create, create this group, people who have done it before, who have been through it before. What you will learn very, very quickly is that 90% of all the problems, all the challenges we share, uh, we have this, we, we always believe maybe we are so unique and we have this one problem nobody else that has faced. It's usually not true. Uh, usually, uh, if you talk to people uh, who have done it before, you will find out it's almost the same. Uh, everybody has been through it. And uh, yeah, that helps, of course. Yeah. And you're bringing up a great point. Not only is having that community, having a, a place or and a, a group of people that you can vent to. You said, you know, 
it's it's not there are some some challenges and how awesome is it to have a group of people that you can just vent to and right there i'm sure that alleviates a ton of stress and i think another point that you're bringing up that i i really you know what i try to talk about a lot and and have my all of the guests kind of bring up is where can you create opportunities for growth for yourself and you know, I, I, you, you're talking about if you're facing a challenge, it's very likely that other people are facing the same challenge. If there is a, if you're f- trying to find a group and it doesn't exist, well, go ahead and and use that as your indication that let me create this group. So I think there's something to be said there that you know, if if there are people who are trying to maybe gain the confidence to start their own thing or they're feeling stuck or maybe a little bored in what they're doing today. Something as quote unquote simple as starting a community, well, that might be everything that you need to make that pivot or get what you get that confidence you need to take the next step. So I think that's just a really important point to highlight there of, you know, identifying those opportunities and acting on them to to change and to create those communities if it needs to be you. If it's not you, then who else will it be? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a very well point. I mean, again, luckily there's uh, already so much going on, so there's a high chance you will you will find some some relevant uh, uh, people to to interface with and to 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 to, to talk to. But you're right. Uh, there shouldn't be an excuse if there's absolutely nothing happening in your town. Uh, why not uh, Why not start something uh, something on your own? Absolutely. Agree. Well, Michael, it's been awesome talking with you. And and I think some of the steps and some of those milestones and reflections and lessons that you've learned along the way of your career and, and your journey has been super helpful for those listening. What would you say is is next for you? I mean, you know, you you've reached and I talked at the beginning, you have you have your hands in several uh, projects and you've kind of reached the pinnacle of you know, CEO, co-founder. So what is next for, for somebody like you? So uh, I, didn't, uh, I didn't touch on that yet uh, to, to basically like finish the, the, the history so far uh, sure, of, yeah. of me or my, or my, or my companies. Uh, I did actually two years ago uh, make another big step and that was uh, first recognizing that uh, running two companies in parallel uh, gets you only so far. Uh, it puts a lot of stress on you personally and it basically is unfair, uh, air quotes uh, again, to the businesses to have like a half-time uh, CEO. And that's when I decided uh, to to find, to basically replace myself or make myself obsolete, if you like. Uh, and uh, I f- with, the, with the more mature, bigger company, Swadio, I, I found a management team uh, which now took over uh, the day-to-day operational, like running the company. I'm of course sure. still still uh, still shareholder and super super connected to the to the management team, but I'm not running it anymore, which was a lot of very big milestone for me personally. Uh, why did I do it today? Well, of course, uh, also to focus on the second company on Wallsio, and that's also where I see my future. Of course, it's always hard to to predict or to say what happens in three years or, or even further out there. But uh, for the foreseeable time, for the next few years, I'm 110% uh, committed to keep uh, 
working and the building and growing the business with, with Walsayo. I'm super excited about that still, even after quite a few years. Uh, it is, as you probably hear from other founders, other companies, B2B companies, SaaS companies, it is also a challenging time. Uh, the, we had like, everybody knows that the, that the B2B sales, software sales is slowing down or, or maybe even stagnating. It's, it's, it's challenging. And I like that. I like challenges. I like to see uh, to make sure to bring my companies uh, through these challenges. And uh, it seems like we're doing a quite good job because this year will be uh, also a successful year for us. That's why, why I see my, my immediate future. You're right. There's other projects uh, I'm, uh, I'm involved uh, uh, with. Uh, I do this uh, Asian investing, I would say, on the side again. It's not my main. Uh, I don't. Uh, I, I'm. I'm fully focused on my own company. So this is more like a side hustle. But I'm super interested in it. I really, really love uh, working with uh, with uh, teams of founders, with founders usually younger than me, and uh, who come up with their own ideas and uh, trying to, yeah, trying to be helpful and give something back uh, to these to these people as a mentor, as a small ticket inv investor. And I, I really like that. Uh, a lot. Sometimes I wish I had more time uh, for it, but uh, realistically, I can only do so much. And for now, for for now, that's fine. Uh, if I really look into the into the crystal ball, maybe this part of my uh, uh, professional life, maybe this part extends in the future if it's possible at all. I would really love that. That's because, yeah, like I said, uh, it's uh, working with uh, working with start startups, working with uh, entrepreneurs is just the most uh, exciting and fun thing that I could. Uh, could ever think of yeah so that's uh that's in the future for me uh yeah well that's awesome michael and i would i'm just gonna go ahead and say doing podcasts like this is uh is a way that you can kind of share your knowledge in a, in an efficient way right you're doing kind of one one to many right now so you're uh you're already off to that kind of crystal ball goal and i'm very honored to have to be a part of that journey, to be a part of that story. So for those listening and for those who may be interested in following in Michael's footsteps or picking his brain, uh, feel free to, to look him up on LinkedIn, connect with him on, on social media. And where else can our listeners find you, Michael, or, or check out whatever you're, whatever you're up to at the time with, uh, with walls.io? You, you already nailed it. Uh, uh, LinkedIn is my primary uh, social media platform right now. Maybe you can, uh, maybe maybe it's possible to link my profile uh, with the podcast episode because my totally. surname is, of course, a little bit hard to spell. I will try it anyway. It's Michael K-A-M-L-E-I-T-N-E-R. Come right now. Uh, but if you look for Walsy, you can Walls.io, you can also find me very easily. And uh, if for whatever reason you prefer to uh, to shoot me an email, you can do that too. Michael at Walls.io. And uh, happy to help if I can be helpful in any way. If you want to share something, if you need the advice, I would uh, give my best and, and try to do that. You've been listening to Badasses in Tech. This original content is brought to you by Growth Stack Media. If you're eager to take your brand or business to the next level through podcast creation, video production, or public relations support, we've got you covered. Visit growthstackmedia.com today to book a free consultation or feel free to reach out through our contact details listed in the show description. That's all for today. 
But stay tuned for more exciting episodes on the horizon. Until then, I'm Summer Mitchell, and this is Badasses in Tech.